As I was preparing to call you today, I, I mean, where do you start with Larry Walker, you know? I, I, in my introduction, I said, Hall of Fame ball player for sure, but a Hall of Fame guy, yes, always has been. And I was thinking also, another Hall of Fame guy who has a connection to the Expos is another mutual friend of ours, Donald Sutherland, who two years ago finally got an Academy Award. So that's Walker and Sutherland back-to-back almost finally getting the hardware that they deserve. Both of them are so Canadian, it probably rankled them inside. They never felt the need to express frustration at not, not being recognized, and yet now they both are. Rich, how you feeling as a Canadian? Well, I think that the Donald Sutherland uh, comparison is great because Donald was in so many quality films and had so many quality roles and not recognized. And and as you were pointing out about Larry Walker, I mean, there's not one teammate that I knew, and I, I knew him the first uh, eight years or worked with him every day the first seven or eight years of his career. And there's not one teammate, uh, whether it be uh, Latin, uh, African-American, uh, white, that did not get along with him as a best friend. And, and with the talent that he brought to the table consistently over the years in the five tools, some are saying six tools, uh, because of his his innate sense of uh, uh, baseball, of how to play the game the right way. Um, yeah, it's a good comparison, and it's great to see both guys get their just reward. And, you know, to quote Lou Gehrig, uh, Walker has to be the luckiest guy on the face of the earth because if he had made the Regina Pats all those years ago, but he was, he was the third-string goalie, if he'd been slightly better as a goalie, Griffin... He would have spent his he would have spent his life in the East Coast Professional Hockey League, I think, making forty thousand bucks a year. Instead, he went back, and his his parent, his grandfather, and his father both played baseball, so it was in his genes. But instinct, it was just there was nothing clouding his instinct to play the game. Nothing got in the way of that. And there was one I remember in the early nineties. I think it was ninety three. Uh, we were in the clubhouse in Philadelphia, and they had this, uh, Ron McLean, the trainer, had this new-fangled board with lights that flashed, and you had to, you had to touch the flashing light uh, as, as, the, as it went around the board. And Larry Walker hit every light. It was unbelievable how quickly he did it. And, like, there was not another player in that clubhouse who could even approach that, which makes me wonder why he couldn't be a goaltender. I know, I know. But... But, yes, the baseball and Canadian baseball are thankful that he didn't because in the long run, every Canadian, every young Canadian that when I was writing for the star that I spoke to, junior national team or pro coming up or in the major league said that Larry Walker was their inspiration because of the timing of his, uh, of his ascension into major league baseball stardom. And he never forgot, because I saw an interview yesterday with um, uh, Morneau, another fellow from B.C., who was in double-A, struggling, had no dough. Walker sent him a whole bunch of bats. Uh, I mean, they just were, all those guys, all the Canadian kids just worshipped Walker, and rightly so, because he was totally unpretentious and loyal, right? And we have, um, we have in Canada... The Canadian baseball, uh, with Greg Hamilton, who runs Baseball Canada, they have a banquet every January. And all of the American executives who come in uh, for the Blue Jays, they go to this banquet and they're knocked off their feet by the amount of camaraderie among Canadian 
major league players, they all come back because they all went through the Baseball Canada program with Greg Hamilton and the obvious love for one another. Uh, that, again, is something unique that they don't see. And when we go into, uh, when we as a nation go into uh, international competition, they have often said that uh, the one advantage they have is that they are a true team, even if their talent isn't quite as good as some of the other countries. And Larry is still a big part of that. And I think that the, the camaraderie and the love is a reflection of what Larry brought. One other bit of luck that he caught also, and we both know this, was a certain certain third baseman, number 29, named Wallach. He, he followed Wallach around for a while and learned how to act. I don't know if Wallach taught him how to run bases, but Wallach could fool you on the bases too. Walker was a great base runner, but he had Wallach as an inspiration, as did Grissom. Grissom also cited Wallach as teaching them how to act in the big leagues. Well, that's, uh, I mean, when they came up, when that trio of rookies came up, uh, Marquise Grissom, Delano DeShields, and Larry Walker. I don't know if I've seen a, a threesome of rookies that good uh, coming up together. And uh, to have an example like Tim Wallach, who is just, again, if you think about Wallach, you can think about Larry Walker because they have the same type of personality. They have the same type of uh, sort of appeal inside the clubhouse. And you're right. I mean, I, I haven't thought about it as closely as you have, obviously. But, um, yeah, there, there is a comparison, and, and you, you're only as good as the lessons you learn coming up. Okay, last thoughts on Walker. I, um, the Sabermetrics guys have all shown that this prejudice against him playing in Colorado to some degree, was bogus. He was putting up these enormous numbers, but again, I saw another view, I read an interview with Dante Bichette, who said, don't forget, in Colorado, first of all, it was tough to recover from injuries because of the thin air, but you never saw a curveball. You'd go a week without seeing a curveball, and then when you went back on the road, all you had to do was face curveballs. So there were other things around that it wasn't all, you know, milk and honey playing in Colorado, right? Yeah, and uh, I think when we were out there for the 07 in Colorado, 07 World Series with uh, the Rockies and the Red Sox, um, there was a study done, and, and by scientists, obviously, that uh, the ball carried an extra three or four feet every 350. So, you know, when you're talking about light air and the ball carrying, I think that, like, if you hit a 420-foot home run, it would have been 418, and still would have been out of the ballpark. I think the difference in terms of uh, the effect that it has on your power numbers um, is overrated as far as I'm concerned. Well, as Phil Linz once said, though, if that warning track had been on the other side of the fence, I'd be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think Phil Linz and Larry Walker have a lot in common. Um, the last, last word to you on this guy. You were, you were pals with him. You see him every year. You'll see him at, uh, down at spring. Well, I don't know if you'll see him at spring training or not, but are there, is there a WBC coming up? Is the World Baseball Classic coming up against this year? again this year? Because he's, he's the hitting coach for our boys, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be in 2021, I believe. It was 17, so it'll be 21, so next year. And yeah, he is the hitting coach. He, uh, he downplays his ability to coach uh, players about hitting but just seeing the way that they react to just the simple instructions that he gives uh, I think again he underrates his own influence 
in that clubhouse, and, and just having him around is an inspiration for the senior national team, the, the one that plays in the World Baseball Classic. Well, I mean, he's, he's kind of, he's got a yogiism because he told Morneau, according to Morneau, is just hit it where, where the guys aren't standing or over the fence. He's the wee Willie Keeler of his generation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last word. Give me one final word from your heart about Walker. Um, to me, again, it was Larry Walker was a leader of teammates. I remember, and I, I, it's so different today than it was back then. And this may sound like non-baseball, but I remember um, landing in Philadelphia in 93 at 1 in the morning. And, uh, and as we got off the charter flight, Walker went around and he talked to teammates. And uh, an hour and a half later after checking into the hotel, uh, everybody, Moises Alou, Larry Walker, Mark Gardner, Marquis Grissom, Ken Hill, were all at a uh, after-hour uh, um, Philly cheesesteak place, and it was like a conversation about baseball that just went on and on. Night game the next day, um, and and not very many people have that influence to uh, affect teammates to to bring them together like that. Well, that was the best outfield in baseball by far. Alou, Grissom, and Walker. And they said, Grissom always, I think you said it all the time, Grissom had the ability to make everybody around him better, and so did Walker. And what a legacy. It's, uh, that strike season in 94 that nobody likes. Oh, to talk about, please, the Grissom. The outfielders had already put up full season numbers that they would be proud of in 162 games, and they only played two-thirds of a season. So imagine if that season had continued. Well, I, you know, I was imagining that today. They all made it to, to the postseason. Walker at the end of his career with St. Louis. But I always wondered, you know, um, I wonder if they would... I wonder if Walker, all those guys, would trade all the accolades for the World Series in 1994. We'll never know. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll bet they would. Um, I think that, and the the thing I'm proudest of is that for years and years afterwards, we would go to events, all-star games, especially all-star games, and everybody, the national media would be talking about that 94 team, and the players that were involved that were at the all-star game, which were quite a few because it was a good team, but they were just love talking about that 94 team and how good they were, and that continued through the new decade. And uh, that every time I heard those conversations, I was proud. Thank you for doing this, Rich. Okay, Terry.